We're talking with Yorma Kalkinen, member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and a gentleman who's putting out a new record for Record Store Day coming out in a couple of weeks. It's good to talk with you again, Yorma. Hey, good to talk to you, too. Let's talk about Christmas for a second now. This was a record. Uh, I, f- I forget how long ago you put that out. Okay, that's 95, if I remember correctly. Okay. Which is, oh, pretty much a quarter of a century ago, depending on how, you, how your math works. But it had a very important song on it, uh, and it, it had the Christmas rule, which I always loved. You came up with the Christmas right. rule. Tell people what the Christmas rule was. Okay, so, so the Christmas rule was kind of our take on Santa. And, and if Relics Records had had the record at the time had been a little more, well, I'm going to use the word that my mother would have used. If they'd been a little more with it, I could have seen that, that song being the evergreen song like... Uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so Santa's heading to this guy's house and the guy just been started a huge fire in the fireplace. And to make a long story short, his sleigh crashes and burns. And the, the gentleman in question has to uh, help him deliver toys with his pickup truck. <laughs> uh, is it, is this a family thing or can, can I it's swear a, lightly? It's a family. It's a family thing. All right, well, the, the last line of the, yeah, the, the comment on his wife's attitude is really important, but we yes. won't say it. <laughs> and it's got a bunch of other really cool stuff on there, too. Yeah, I mean, well, Christmas songs are always great, you know. And one of the funny things for me is I, I really wanted to do Silent Night, but I didn't realize when, after when we cut the basic track that Silent Night is one of these songs like the Star Spangled Banner that you actually have to be able to sing in order to do it. I mean, you need some <laughs> vocal range. So when I started to do it, I it's just, it just very difficult to sing. And my friend Michael Falserano that, that co-produced the album with me, I go, Michael, how's it sound? And he goes, great, if you want Satan singing Silent Night. So <laughs> having taken that as a comment and intent that was... That, <laughs> There was someone critical of my vocal, so I called my wife up and she sang it because she can actually sing that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was Vanessa, yeah. <laughs> yep, that would be Vanessa. All right, that's a great story there. Well, you're putting this out now on vinyl for Record Store Day, which I think is very yeah. cool. So we we, uh, we wound up, uh, you know, we've been doing some stuff with Culture Factory out of France with reissues of some of the, like, they do a lot of classic rock stuff. Like, they've done all the old hot tuna Jefferson Airplane, all kinds of doors, all kinds of stuff like that with really nice packages, uh, you know, fancy vinyl, you know, lots of pictures, in some cases replicating the original package exactly, et cetera, et cetera. So we hooked up, up with them. And in fact, they, they did John Hurlbut's My Record. We, they did, really did right by us on that one. But anyway, so we became friends with them. And when we got possession of the Christmas album again, we said, how would you guys like to do this? And they said, Absolutely. Let me ask you something. Do you remember the first record you ever bought? The first record, okay. Probably would have been a forty. Uh, would have been a forty-five or a seventy-eight. Actually, the first record I bought, believe it or not, was a seventy-eight, and it was Bill Haley and the Comets' "Rock Around the Clock." Wow. Do you still have it? No, I don't. My parents had other records around the house just before my dad got a hi-fi. We had a hand crank controller for years. I don't remember where I got it. Gosh, that was a long time ago. Now, I wish I still had that. Yeah, mine was uh, Snoopy versus the Red Baron. It was a forty-five. I remember my first one, but... 
That was in the early 60s. I think 60s. I remember my, my first 45s would have been either a Chuck Berry, Johnny Cash, or Buddy Holly 45. And that explains a lot, considering where you ended up. Indeed. Yeah. Well, that's cool that we got vinyl coming out now. Is this one of those thick, heavy vinyl ones with the, you know, I, I forget they have a certain weight or a certain gram. Right. My memory is that I, everything is like sort of hidden behind a cloudy veil. But I think it's 180 grams. I think that's the, that's the magic three digits we're looking for. And there are two different versions of the vinyl. There's the candy cane, and I forget what the other one is. And the Culture Factory guys are great. And the factory that presses these things for them just makes some really fancy-looking vinyl stuff. And this is going to be out at the record stores by Record Store Day at the end of the month? Correct, Amundo. Excellent. That is very cool. So around here, people could go to, like, to Cherry Records or into Grass Valley. There's plenty of places. Record stores still exist out here in California. Do they still exist out there in Ohio? You know, uh, the only one that I know of right now is in Columbus. I'm sure there are others, but I don't think there's one in Athens, Ohio, which is where I live right now. We're talking with Yorma Kalkinen. Uh, Yorma, I, I hear that Hot Tune is going out on tour. We are. In fact, Mr. Cassidy is, uh, is in town here. We're doing a, a closer our season finale here at the Fur Peach Ranch with Electric Hot Tuna. And then we're hitting the road for, oh, the better part of a month. And part of the time we'll be touring with the Steve Kimmick Band and the other time with David Bromberg's band. I know you and David go back, gosh, to what, Greenwich Village in the, in the early 60s? You know, not actually. I met David, trying to think when I met him. I met him later on than that. But as far as our roots and stuff like that, we both go back. I, I mean, I've known David for close to 40 years, but I didn't meet him back then. But uh, yeah, we're definitely springing from the same well. I remember I was talking with him one time, and you were coming over. He was doing interviews with with a lot of the old guys. I think Dave Van Ronk was still alive at the time, and right. Dave, Dave was coming by to do interviews, and you were coming by. You guys were just talking about, I guess, the old days into the new days. Yeah. Thank stuff. goodness we're still here to talk about it. That's true. And the fact that you and Jack, now you and Jack Cassidy have been playing together, I don't know, 60 years more? Yeah, since 1958. Yeah, and that was what, outside the outskirts of, of D.C., I think, somewhere around there, huh? Yeah, actually, I lived about a block from the Maryland line. We both lived in D.C., but close to the Maryland line. Well, that's my old stomping grounds, too. It's Good things come out of there in the long run. Where'd, where'd you go to high school? Annapolis High. Okay, I went to Wilson. Yeah. Go Tigers. <laughs> hey, you know, you put out a memoir a couple of years ago, and I'm, I just started writing mine, but now I found out you put out one a couple of years ago. I did. I did, and I wrote it myself, too. It was a lot of fun. I've, I've actually been thinking about doing doing something else. Obviously, I've covered <laughs> covered up a lot of ground up to a couple of years ago, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're in the writing throes, it's a demanding mistress, but I, but it's really rewarding, and I'm really glad I did it. How long did it take you to write it? Two years. It's called Been So Long, My Life and Music, and uh, did you get everything in? Pretty much. I, you know, you never know. You know, people go, well, you didn't talk, you didn't talk about me. And I'm going, well, write your own memoir. <laughs> um, I, I pretty much follow the, the thread of wherever my consciousness was going at the time, uh, you know, I had an offer to write uh, to write a memoir back in the early 2000s, and it became apparent to me at that time that the, the publishing company wanted a co-writer to write it with me. And they were really more interested in me talking about people that were more famous than me and telling stories and stuff. And that's not, I, you know, we've all got stories. They're not that interesting. 
Mine is pretty much my journey from then until almost now. That sounds great. And that's that's what you see when you go see a Hot Tuna concert, too, for me, anyway. It's kind of like the soundtrack of my life, because you're playing songs that I heard when I was a teenager in my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, and and, and onwards. You know, Jack and I talk about, you know, we're, we're so lucky that we've been able to make this journey with so many people that are still alive. Because there's a lots of talented musicians out of there. There's a lot of great stories being told, et cetera, et cetera. But you can't you can't package that story as the story of your life factor. I was wondering how many continents have you played on? Now, have you ever been to Antarctica and played music in on, on Antarctica? I have not. Okay, that would that would definitely be something to do. What about Greenland? You ever been to Greenland? I have not been to Greenland. I've not been to Iceland. Okay. You know, I've I've been to all the big. I've been to Asia. I've been, been to Europe, of course. I've never played in North Africa, but I was there briefly when I was a kid on my way somewhere with my parents. I need to go to some exotic. I can see going to Antarctica. That would be great. A hot tuna tour. Why not? I, don't... I can see going to Greenland or Iceland, too. Well, there you got venues. I don't know about good venues down in Antarctica, but there, <laughs> then, who knows? Right. <laughs> you have hey. a large audience of uh, emperor penguins. Well, for the folks out here in California, I see you're playing out here at the Freight and Salvage for a New Year's Eve run. That is correct. I think we're going to be, I think we're playing there for four days or three or four days. I can't remember exactly, yeah. but yeah, we'll be out there for a bit. So we can get our hot tuna fix there. And of course, we can go to our local record store on Record Store Day, November 26th, and pick up Christmas from Yorma Kalkinen on vinyl. How cool. Ho, ho, ho. All right. Hey, we've been talking with Yorma Kalkinen from Hot Tuna. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, Yorma. Thanks for all the friendship over the years. Oh, thank you, man. Really appreciate it.